Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts connect the alarm change the podcast you stream connect the snooze 10 more minutes to dream connect the shower lather up with the news sports talk comedians or movie reviews connect with that 3 hour philosophy show change the drive into work in traffic so slow Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What up? Doug Gottlieb Show. In the bonus, Fox Sports Radio. iHeartRadio app. So, I, I think this is interesting. Um, I view... Um, I view Twitter on many, many levels as like a social experiment. Okay? A social experiment. And I tweeted something yesterday that four has made four million impressions. Four million impressions. Now, what, what does that mean? I actually don't really know. It just means a lot of people have seen it. There's been 81,858 engagements. Uh, I've actually added uh, 27 new followers, right? Um, there have been 20,000 likes, 2.33,000 uh, retweets, and 1.52,000 comments on it. And it was one sentence. One sentence. Jokic was winning the MVP until Perk made it about race. That's it. That's what I said. And it's, it's, it's triggered a lot of people into a discussion. And that's what I kind of want to have with you here. Now, I understand what you're probably, if you're listening to this pod, and one of the great things about my pod is I know there's a couple of, there's a couple of different sites that um, 
are big in our industry that have a tendency when I have something that's a hot button topic to pick up our pod and then the, the numbers blow up. That's not my intent. I just, I have that rare gift, right? That's, that's the gift. I say this and it runs as our promo that I have the ability to piss people. I've had the ability to piss people off for a long time, but I do think it's, you know, I don't know, just the way in which I, there is, there is one, my comment is inarguable. Okay. It is inarguable. Um, secondly, it is a great point of discussion because there's a lot to it. A lot to, and that's the great thing about a podcast. But third, and maybe most importantly is that maybe it's my wording. Maybe it's my personality. Maybe it's the perception of who I am that causes you to think, uh, something nefarious from a tweet. Okay. But here's the thing. When, when Kendrick Perkins, and he didn't say it was about race. He's like, it makes me wonder. He did the, the thing that I actually respect less, which is he said it was about race without saying it's about race. Like, look, if it's about race, just say, Hey, I think it's about race. And I don't think it's right. I think people judge him differently because they view him as a, you know, however you view a, a white-skinned basketball player. And I, I struggle to call him white because, not that he's not white, but for whatever reason, it's like, um, like if you do the the greatest white players in the Amer- in basketball, like Dirk was the European, like, okay, I, I don't, does it matter if we're all from somewhere else, right? And then we, move here, right? The only people that were here were Native Americans. Technically, we're all from Europe, Asia, Africa, you know, or whatever. But regardless of the point, previous to uh, Kendrick Perkins' point he made on ESPN, by my estimation, Euros were judged as Euros, White guys in America were judged as white guys in America. Black players in America were judged as black players in America. And in the world of basketball, those stereotypes absolutely exist. I was patently and remain completely unaware of racial biases coming into discussions on all pro teams, all-star teams, NBA MVP, NBA finals MVP, like all that. Basketball is this weird place where, first, generally, outside of a couple exceptions, the black athlete has been dominant. You know, the exceptions are obviously Larry Bird. Steve Nash is part of this discussion. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki was the finals and league MVP. Nikola Jokic, Bill Walton, uh, Bob Cousy. Like, there's just, there's a, like, you could go through and probably two hands in terms of the Jerry West. By the way, there are people that believe, people that believe that Jerry West is the the logo of the NBA because of the color of his skin. Like, mm, or maybe he's the only NBA Finals MVP that was so good, even if his team didn't win, he still won the MVP. It was like 46 and, I don't know, something crazy. The numbers were insane for Jerry West. But, but... Uh, I always viewed basketball as the place that race didn't matter. That it was just complete merit of play. Kind of like what we talked about football. Like basketball has been way more evolved than football and football has been evolved the last 30 years as well. But I think what Kendrick Perkins said was something which has been 
echoed in locker rooms for years about Steve Nash. I think that's really where the energy came from. That Kobe should have won an MVP because of... And (coughs) though I was covering sports at the time, I don't remember it being that big a discussion. I I just don't. Um, It was the 2005-2006 season. And if you go to Lakers sites, they're like, well, Steve Nash only averaged 18 points a game. You know, and 10 assists a game and four rebounds a game. Whereas Kobe, 35 a game, four and a half assists a game, 5.4 rebounds per game. So um, there were efficiency numbers. Kobe's PER was better um, than Nash's PER. But um, I think that the, like, like, look, and, and this is the point guard in me. Sean Marion averaged 21 points a game. Okay, 21 points a game and 11.8 rebounds a game, but 21 points a game. And Sean Marion, he, he can't dribble. He played a small ball four. Almost all of those points were because of what he cre- what what Steve Nash created. Right? So if you like look, if you ask me, or maybe you ask Raja Bell on that team, or you ask Sean Marion, or you ask Boris Diaw, or you ask other guys, right? That was when the Lakers, they had Kwame Brown, Smush Parker, Chris Mim, um, Lamar Odom. Kobe had to do all the scoring. So this it's more of a taste thing. Are you about a guy who just has to score and be an overall scoring dominant weapon? Or um, are you about a guy who makes everybody better and wins more games. Right? So uh, it's it's an interesting thing. I didn't vote for it at the time. I don't vote for this one now. But I don't think in any discussion there's ever, well, you know, look, Steve Nash should get an extra half point on my voting guard because he's white. By the way, Steve Nash was born in South Africa, grew up in Canada. I don't believe we that um, American-born white people get credit for him, nor do we need white credit for him. Like, that whole discussion is so weird to me. Like, race was never a part of that discussion. But I'm sure that what K- Kendra Perkins is saying is something that he heard echoed in locker rooms as he was a young player in the NBA, right? He had the ratio of NBA, NBA MVP voters. Um, he had that wrong, you know? He had it wrong. And I just, I think it's a good, it's actually a healthy discussion. But what happens is people take it to an unhealthy place. Have you watched uh, Jay Stu on the sidelines, this uh, Twitter conversation? I caught some of it yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I'm glad you had the balls to tweet it, but it's just in, in this environment, they're, um, that kind of a reaction was inevitable, right? You have a big enough platform to where um, people are looking. That was like chum in the water for the woke and political correct. Your tweet that was that was the perfect tweet for them to go off on. Right, because the truth is, it actually is inarguable. At the time, Jokic was Vegas's odds-on favorite to win it. Now, how you take that tweet tells exactly where your brain is. Right, because I didn't, I, I didn't mention the fact that 
the Nuggets went through a five-game losing streak, or that after that, um, Embiid had that one incredible game against the Celtics where he had, what, 52 points? He had half of their points. Uh, or that later on, Embiid chose not to play against Jokic when they were playing like three games in five days. You know, and he, he sat out just that game because of an injury. I, I love that one. None of that was mentioned. Or Jokic, should, I thought Drew Hanlon, you know, tweeting out some bad Jokic defensive videos didn't help as well. None of that was mentioned. It was just basically a snapshot in time. When Kendrick Perkins mentioned race, he was the favorite. And he didn't, not only did he not win, he finished in third place when the analytics told you he should have won it. Okay, so what what is your what's your big takeaway? Mine personally? Yeah. I mean I I co-signed what you said yesterday and I, I co-signed what the tweet says. Like you said, it's factual. I just think that and and you you are onto something. There's something about the the way you put things yeah. on Twitter that really piss people off. I know. It's really amazing. So <laughs> um and I, I don't know what that is. It's an intangible thing that you can't teach or learn. But I, you, um, you can you cannot. I, I I view it. I view it as a gift. I do understand that some will will say otherwise. Right? It's a gift and a curse. Um, you know, just so we're aware. You know, he in, he had a he had a bad February statistically. Right? Uh, Jokic. He had a great uh, March statistically. In March, he shot 64% from the field, 36 from three, 82 and a half from the line, averaged 12.8 rebounds and 9.4 assists. That's crazy. But you, uh, d- you never said that he should win the MVP. In no. fact, you're, you, you, said, you said that Embiid probably should have won. won. You had a problem think, with think, the disparity in the votes. I, I thought Embiid should have won it last year, not this year. I thought Embiid was actually better last year than this year. Um, but it's just weird. It's like... Uh, here's here's what I what I don't like, and and you and I have discussed this, and I think we talked about this some yesterday on the pod, which is I don't like that you can't, as a human, whatever your skin color, you can't just vote your conscience and not be fear of being called a racist, right? It's like I know this from uh, I try and help a lot of uh, young uh, black high school college athletes in choosing a school. And they will get pressure from sometimes coaches or family members to always play for a black coach. Like you got to go and support a play for a black coach. Like, well, what if I don't jibe? I don't fit with that guy or his system or style as well as I fit with another coach. Like I don't have to, it's about the school, the coach, the whole program, right? It, It doesn't matter the color of your skin. You should be allowed to like the whole idea of freedom and diversity of thought is be allowed to think. And, and, and it, it's, it's not any different than um, the the idea of of transgender athletes. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, I can be allowed to say, like, I think if you're an, you're old enough to vote, you know, if you're old enough to vote, 18 years old, then if you want to have the surgery, begin the transformation, go for it. On the other hand, even though I allow you that freedom. I don't think you should compete against a biological woman athletically. I'm allowed to think that. You know, I'm allowed to have a little bit of diverse thought on it. Um, but for whatever reason, it's like an we're in this all or nothing society. I, I guess the other part to it is like 
well, you just won't admit that racial biases exist. Like, okay, well, look, if we're going to say racial biases exist, isn't it okay, Jason, to admit that in basketball, generally, the white athlete is viewed as inferior to the black athlete? Historically, yeah. Okay, so does that create in a voter's mind the stronger or less uh, or lesser, I don't know, likelihood that they would vote for a white player versus a black player? I would hope not. I, I, I mean, I would hope that. I would hope not. I don't think, like, people that cover the NBA generally are pretty free-thinking, pretty open-minded. They just like basketball. But here's the toxicity of not just Ken, what Kendrick Perkins said, but of what many, frankly, in the black or woke community think is the toxicity of it is you, I don't want to say NBA voting is pure. Nothing is pure as the driven snow, right? Even the driven snow is not pure um, because of environmental uh, things. But you entered something pure and you dirtied it. That's what you did. As I told you yesterday, as I told you yesterday, Luka Doncic got votes fourth and fifth place. There is no way you can say Luka Doncic is the MVP. You're like, well, it's not his fault. It's not. like His team didn't make the play-in tournament. The play-in tournament. That's the top 10 teams in the West. You can't be the most valuable player. Like, how is that possible? And I understand that it's an individual award as opposed to a team award. But it's generally gone to the best player and the best team, or you have to be on one of the best teams. You're not, you're the 11th best team. So even if, that, if that's how he thinks, that's how he feels, that's okay. There's, there's people that think that. But you should have, and ESPN did have enough people that go like, that's insane. And, oh yeah, by the way, what you're doing is you're creating an environment where people who previous to this just voted because they thought everybody has a reason they vote for who they vote for. It's no different than political elections. Some people vote for policies. Some people vote for people. Some people some enmesh the two. Some people do it. But, you know, it's like why you pick teams in the NCAA tournament. Why'd you pick them? Well, I saw them this one game. Or I like their mascot. Or it's a 12-5. I always pick a 12. It's the same thing. You can have whatever logical reason. But, the idea that, but bringing race into it sullies it, dirties it, makes it for a white guy or a white woman, which is like half of the committee or whatever. It makes it really, really hard. Right? Because now all of a sudden you're like, wait, I know, I, if this is like my position. I know I am not a racist in any way. I know this for a fact. These are, there are things I still wonder about myself, right? When you talk to somebody professionally, you, you try to explore different, like things I know, I know I'm not a racist. Really not. Um, anyone who knows anything about my life, but I don't have to do the, well, I do this. That's stupid. The, the problem with it is that anytime you push back on any sort of false racial narrative, you inherently become a racist by their estimation. Right? Oh, he's And then, of course, you get the, you ever get this one, Jason? Oh, you work for Fox. Like, um, I don't work for Rupert Murdoch. But even if I did, 
I've never been told anything about how to think, how to feel, how to align myself. It's really embarrassing what people do, the, the, the steps people go to, to make everyone in the world seem like they're against everybody else. It's, it's unless you completely, you know what I mean? It's, I just, I'm dumbfounded by it. And what happens is when you push back, it's okay. So you, do you think, and I did this with Mike Hill, like, uh, who's a colleague at Fox sports. I did it with a, a couple other people. Um, even Kendrick Perkins, Kendrick Perkins. Uh, I don't even need to talk to you. Of course not. Because you have an indefensible position. You got the numbers wrong. You got the percentages wrong and everyone knows what you said is wrong. And you sullied something, which was I, like, and I don't give a shit about that. It's more about, we should just be allowed to support who we want to support in anything based upon how we feel and think, especially when you're somebody who covers the MVP and you cover the NBA. I, I think like, do we think Bill Simmons is a racist because he's white and he might've voted for Jokic? Like that whole thing is crazy. Crazy to me. Go ahead, Jay. Or, or Ramos, when do you guys want to get in? Oh, my question had to do with, um, do we look at that the same in baseball and other sports with the MVP? Because, I mean, Andre Dawson won the MVP, and his team was as low in the standings one year as possible. And, and obviously Shohei won it, and the Angels were not in the playoffs at all either. So, I mean, do you have the same theory with other sports as well or just the NBA? I don't have that theory. I think it's just the, I think it's just the NBA, which is like the most... I mean, again, for lack of a better term, woke league, right? Is that, is that fair, Jay? Sure seems like it. Yeah. Along those lines, you had brought up, um, you had brought up that like kind of historically the kind of feeling is that white players are inferior basketball players with a few exceptions. Right. And that's what kind of led to what Kendrick said. It's a feeling among basketball players. And I thought about this when I saw that they were re- they remade and they're they're gonna uh, reissue White Men Can't Jump. I thought that we we're beyond that. Like White Men Can't Jump is like the one allowable uh, thing to denigrate. Like, could you could you imagine a movie being called Anything Can't Anything other than White Men Can't Jump? But that speaks to kind of how accepted and pervasive the um, the opinion is that white men are inferior at basketball, right? Yes. Uh, well, yeah, yes. Yes. I, the, the late, great John Saunders was a, became a dear friend of mine. Um, and we had this discussion on set one day, and I said, John, why can't I say that predominantly... Mm-hmm black athletes are better at basketball or, you know, um, football. Like, you know, you take, for example, football or our track and field teams, right? Like there's track track and field or just track, speed and explosiveness. Like there is the only thing that matters is how fast you run. It literally has nothing to do with anything else. And when was the last time we had a white sprinter? Okay, so, and he said, and I, I said, I went into the basketball players and I said, went into, uh, we went into, it's like, take a look at NFL defensive backs, NFL wide receivers, NFL defensive, defensive ends, positions of speed and explosiveness. Like, why, why am I racist or why is it unacceptable to say 
okay, with these sports or these specific parts of the sports, the black athlete is better. And he said, and this is, he's like, well, that's because if you can say that, then you can say the white man is better at things of intellect. And I was like, well, why? That, that doesn't make any sense. There is no, there's no, give me the, you know, give me the statistical analysis that shows that it doesn't exist. Right. You know, it's the old, you know, different, what, what race is better at math? Like, or is it because they live in a, they're raised in a culture of where you come home, you do your work, you do your work and you do your work. Right. Whereas many of us come home in a culture of you go play with your friends or you go play your sports. So I, I don't know. I mean, is there, is there something to that Ramos and Jace too, that if you say, Hey, like predominantly like that, we don't search out for who the next great basketball players like Cooper flag is uh, Have you guys heard of this kid, Cooper flag? No. What is that? Cooper flag is 16 years old. He's from Maine. He's generally viewed as the best, uh, 60, he's the best 16 year old, maybe in the world. Um, by some estimation, the best high school player in the country. And he's only 16. He and then uh, Carlos Boozer has twin sons that are, I think, 15. Those are the three best players. And uh, I think Boozer's kids are mixed race and he's white. But, like, never does it come up that he's white. It's just that he's really good. So I don't know how all of a sudden race gets injected once we get to the MVP award. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to what the Fox says. And now... Brady Quinn said this about the Jets' teammates, saying he is starstruck with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is a four-time MVP and won a Super Bowl. Like, these kids have grown up their entire life playing football, and they've looked, they've, they've like, watched the Packers, and it's been Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's all they know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's more, I think, that is, if you think about it, I mean, he's played long enough now where, I mean, I guess technically it could be some of these guys' daddies. Yeah. He's that he's played that long in the NFL. Yeah, it's been a long ass time. He could Eight, be someone's daddy. Eighteen years and <laughs> yeah, I mean, two thousand five. Uh, Eighteen years of the Packers. Now he's a New York Jet. When does this whole media circus and Rodgers watch and everybody? Fu- when does that get old for him? When he just finally says, "All right, this is a bit much. Like th- this is enough." Is there a place he can hide out in New York? You guys play there. I, I don't think it's about getting old. I think he's even said it. He's showed up at the beginning of this. He's going to be there to set the tone. He will probably not be there for the second half of this. You know, phase. There's phase one, phase two of the off-season program. I would imagine that he'll come back when they do some some OTAs and mini camp. But he's not going to stick around for the entirety of it. You know, I think he comes around, does what the organization is hoping he's going to do. He does what he wants to do to feel like he's comfortable and confident, um, you know, going through the, the spring and summer and making sure he's ready for training camp. Like, I think that's how this is going to go. Yeah, listen, I think the whole thing works if Aaron Rodgers uses this um, starstruck thing to his, his benefit, right? Like when you walk in, this is a big thing. Okay, when you walk in and you're the and and you have a reputation, uh, in that first week or two weeks, if you present yourself as, hey, dude, I get in here every day at seven o'clock. Okay, at eight o'clock I'm on the field, at nine o'clock I'm in the film room, ten o'clock I'm in the weight room, blah 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 blah, blah, blah. and you're a machine. Whereas you've come in, you act entitled. What what happens is there you are who your best player is, and I think Aaron Rodgers can use this to be the unquestioned leader, to form a, um, a culture that he likes. But it's a, it's a challenge because that also means that he can't do the bad body language, Aaron. That he can't do the disengaged Aaron. That's the challenge to him. An engaged Aaron Rodgers is a superstar Aaron Rodgers, and he can use this to his benefit. Because that's all that matters is where do they go from here? Do they become a great team? Here's Colin Cowherd talking about the Celtics. Celtics blow out teams all the time. They led the NBA in point differential. The Celtics blew out the Bucks by 41 in March. That's never the issue. But what I worry about in the Celtics is game one. Game, game, game two last night means nothing. It's a blowout. 
They're holding serve at home, right? You've got to win that game. But they're two and three in clutch time games in the playoffs, which to me is so bizarre because they have the same core four, the same core three or four guys they've had for six years. This year, they were 49 and 15 in games decided by six or more. It's the Mike Tyson quality. They blow people out. They get ahead. They get this, this, this newfound confidence in blowout games. It's like they're a different team. But they were a 500 team, 13 and 13 in games decided by five or less. I kept watching those games to get Atlanta down the stretch. Put them away. You're watching game one against Philadelphia. They had it. Put them away. So I don't take anything out of last night. I don't worry about Jason Tatum having a clunker. It happens all the time. But in the playoffs, the further you go, the closer the games historically get. And I just don't think this team has a lot of offensive clarity. I don't take anything from last night. Um, I'm somewhere in the middle, right? I'm somewhere in the middle. I do take something from last night in that, look, it's important to kick somebody's ass every now and again. I do take something from last night, which it feels like game one was a fluke. I do take something from last night in that we've all seen this. So it's all been always been discussed that game one is the game where the road team can come and quote unquote, steal game one, steal home court advantage. So, so there's a lot of historical significance to it, but where I would side with Colin is, Hey, look, Detroit was playing on house money and you had to feel like for Embiid, he hadn't played in a while. So just to get up and down, just to get his sea legs, like that's important. Now he, you know, today is all about rehab and getting him ready for the real game, which is game three. The series starts in game three. I think if Colin says that, like, yeah, but like Missoula got pissed after the game because it's like nobody wanted to know about the adjustments. They made some adjustments in their defensive coverage. They played James Harden brilliantly. Um, and I think they showed some scoring versatility. You know, Al Horford's going to have to continue to shoot the ball better, and when he does, it takes them to a to a completely different level because you know, obviously, he's an important part of what they they do. And then you know, you, how you work in your bench, your rotations change up a little bit. Who you play with, and, and how they play, all those things are important. And I think, you know, it's like we can poo-poo the game because it is just one game. But we should also point out that, you know, you got uh, you got M- Malcolm Brogdon going. He hit six threes last night. Grant Williams hit four threes last night. So you can tell me that they don't have scoring versatility. That's 10 three-pointers off your bench. And you had three off your bench play more than 22 minutes. That's pretty good. Tatum didn't do much, and they still won. Uh, by what, what more than, by, by almost 40? So I, I'm going to disagree with that, even if it's not the end-all be-all. This is Dan Patrick talking about the 76ers and Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid came back sort of last night, and I was wondering about this, that, I mean, this is a blowout loss. So you win without him, and then you get blown out with him, and he just won the MVP. <laughs> Other than that... I would have kept him out of this game. It felt like he was struggling a little bit with a knee brace. Uh, Reggie Miller pointed this out on the broadcast last night with Kevin Harlan. And I would have just said, hey, we got what we wanted. We got a win here. Let's just rest up, be healthy when they come to town for game three. But, you know, they didn't lose because of him coming back. Give credit to the Celtics. Yeah, I, I, again, I think it was more like an active, at some point it became like an active scrimmage for them. I don't think when they walked into the game, that was the thought. 
And when you went in even at halftime, right? They were down, I think they were down eight at the half. But as it got out of hand, you're like, yeah, let's pack this thing in and let's let's get ready for our next game. But I mean, like, look, they played Terrell Harris 33 minutes. You played Tyrese Maxey 30 minutes. So it wasn't like they, they gave Shake Milton a bunch of run or they, they went out and broke out, you know, Paul Reed for, for huge minutes. So the 76ers can say, hey, we let it go. It didn't matter. But based upon how much they, they tried to make at least a push, it shows it mattered a little bit more than they thought. That's what the Fox said. What does the Fox say? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Who's annoying you, Jason Stewart? And now, it's your annoying. Doug, I want to uh, I want to be the podcast that uh, never lets people forget that Stephen A. Smith um, said this to Dan Lebitard once. I hate what you two have done to sports television. You can say that all you want to. I would say, who the hell are you to sit up there and say me and him? What about you? 
Where the hell were you? Living under a rock? Teaching at at Miami U? You were part of it too? You ain't innocent? I'm talking about all the imitators that you have birthed. Uh, all of the all of the imitators that are all over the place thinking without the journalism credentials that uh, the the point of all this is to turn it into an argument on television. Well, I would take on Bridget what you're saying in this regard, Dan. Those people who don't have a journalism background, um, who don't exercise uh, journalistic ethics and beyond, how are we responsible for that when our background? All right. So, um, so hello, am I on? Yeah. Hello, am I? Um, Stephen A. wants us to to separate him from all the hot takers because he has a journalistic background. Um, he went on first take yesterday and said, uh, if Steph Curry beats out LeBron this series and wins his fifth championship. Um, he will remove LeBron James off of Mount Rushmore and replace him with Steph Curry. That's right. I said it. Um, I need to know how his background in journalism uh, informs that take. If that isn't just a provocative take to get everybody to react to it, how, how, what does journalism have to do with that? I don't know. I don't know. I, you, you got me. You got me. It, like, so if we do Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore is four people. Okay? You cannot expand Mount Rushmore. But I don't know how that, that has anything to do. You know, I just, I just don't. <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea. Um, here's, here's a question. Yeah. Have you been to Mount Rushmore? Never been. No, you t- you told us yesterday that we're big in South Dakota, so maybe I can South Dakota. We need to go. Stay I've at a listener's house been. or something. Yeah, uh, we're we're bi- we're big there. Do you know who the four presidents are? Um, let's see. Teddy Roosevelt's up yes. there, mm-hmm. and let's see. George Washington. Yes. Thomas Jefferson. Yes. And then is FDR the th- the nah, fourth? Come no, on. come on, come on, come on, come on. You're Don't screw around. You know who it is. Come on, you know who it is. I mean, who? who uh, no, Abe Lincoln. There you go. Abe Lincoln. Okay. That was so, racist. <laughs> so, yeah. Jeez. So, uh, you have two of the founding fathers of our country, right? And George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. You have Teddy Roosevelt, who got us through World War One, right? Not a World War One, And Abe Lincoln, who, of course, got us through the Civil War, into and out of the Civil War. So, I think there's historical significance. There's two different parts of the discussion. Yes, it's annoying as shit, this whole idea. Like, well, if Steph Curry, like, LeBron is 38, dude. He's not the same. I've been trying to tell people the whole year. He is not the same dude. He's not the same dude. It doesn't take away from everything he's been. He's not that same dude. But, yeah, that's a hot take's hot take. You take him off the Mount Rushmore. So here's the deal with Steph Curry. Okay, and I don't think anyone has articulated it. Maybe we we talked about this in the radio show. This is important. Okay, if Steph Curry isn't scoring, he can't dominate a game. That's why he's not one of the five, maybe even 10 greatest players in the history of the sport. There you go. And you can, with sheer size and length, you can really take away a lot of what makes him great if you can stay close to him. He They play at a furious pace, and it's different in the three-point shot, but 
Remember what I said. If he's not scoring, that's why he's not one. Of the, he's not. That's maybe not one of the greatest players. That's why he's not uh, a true point. That's why he's not. You can't judge him as a point guard. You can judge him as the greatest shooter, scorer, you know, perimeter shooter in the history of the sport. I'm okay with that. And I think there's a discussion there. But like, again, no one would say he's had a better career or had more impact on the NBA than LeBron James. It's like it's it's inarguable. That's a hot takes hot take. That has nothing to do with journalism. I agree with you. What else? Yeah, that's the point. There, that's just being provocative <laughs> and and talking out of your ass. Um, this is so great. I'm so glad. So I also want this to be the podcast that never lets people forget that the Astros cheated their way to a championship in 2017. Um, this is awesome. White Sox reliever Kanan Middleton uh, said this about striking out Carlos Correa yesterday in the uh, game against the Twins. I knew I was going to face Carrera, and I don't like him, so it was like kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. I, was, I enjoyed that a lot. You don't like him? Not, not, not even a little bit. Why is that? I mean, he's a cheater. I like striking him out. I really enjoyed that. Why is that? Because he's a cheater. How cool is that? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Carl, Very Carl, succinct, right? Right to the point. Amazing. Carlos Correa uh, will forever be annoying. He was. He's one, been the one that's been most belligerent of all the Astros. So. Yes, I, I'm. I'm good with that. Um, Lamar Jackson just spoke to uh, the media. Well, uh, we we talked about it at length during the radio show. But there was one thing that I found particularly interesting, and it was this exchange with the reporter. In March, you tweeted out that uh, you wanted a trade. Uh, a month later, you signed you know, a record deal. What changed over that time? Mr. Jameson, you know what? Today, we're going to keep it about the future. You know, I'm not really worried about what happened in the past. We're going to keep it about these next five years and keep it about, you know, what's going on today. You know, it's a great day. Great day just signed with the guys up here. That's all I'm focused on right now. <laughs> he pulled a Mark McGuire. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the past. And here's the problem that I have with that answer. Look, things happen during negotiations because they're negotiations. I remember specifically, and this is how Lamar could have answered it. I remember when Kamala Harris was running for uh, Democratic, uh, for for the, uh, was it? President. The Democratic, yeah, get the nomination. And she said during a debate that... um, she talked about busing and how she was uh, a victim of this busing law that, that Joe Biden passed right. when he was a senator. He, she essentially called him a racist. His, his racial policies impacted her childhood. And I remember when she bowed out of the race, they asked her about that. And when she got the vice president or vice president nomination, they asked her about that. And she's like, you know, it was it was it was a debate. Everything goes in a debate. And I thought that was interesting. Lamar should have just been like, you know what? Everything I did and said, it was to get to here. It was in the negotiations. Uh, all I guess all is fair and love and war and contract negotiations. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. I, I would. I, which is why you have an agent, right? That, that's why. Because otherwise, then Kamala saying that about now her boss, now it become if you really... Double, if you really look into it, it becomes really uncomfortable if you ask her that question. Like, th- that answer is not that hard, by the way. What changed? I it was a negotiation, you know? It's a negotiation. We were at an impasse. I want to be traded. They, cha- I, I, they changed their tune. I changed my tune. We met in the middle. 
Uh, there we go. I don't understand why that's that hard to say. That's that hard to articulate. Do you? No. That, and, and it's a completely fair question. What changed? But there's just a, there's a more skillful way around that, that answer. Um, so Lamar Jackson for that answer. Carlos Correa by, by, in general. By, by, the, way, by the way, by the way, by the way, the contract is, and the, the total guarantee I don't believe is actually 185. But, um, and, and they structured it in a, in a way in which he's getting basically $80 million this year, right? 72 million, I think is, uh, in a signing bonus or something crazy like that. I'm interested in the structure of this deal. And at the end of it, there's a no, no tag clause, right? So he'd be 30 years old and they can't tag him, but they would have had him for, I guess, uh, nine years, nine years. And, they can renegotiate in those last two years of the deal anyway. Um, it's basically a three and a half. It's three year guaranteed and then $29 million in an offset, which means if they cut him and he wasn't, he was making less than $29 million uh, elsewhere, they would have to even that up or whatever. So it's, it's interesting. He signed a very similar deal to everyone else's deal where it's three years guaranteed with a little something sprinkled in at the end you know and i just i wonder about how much equity was extended from both sides like you know does it does it change how they feel about each other it's really interesting uh but yes the inability or lack of desire on a press conference where that's what the, the this is not a pep rally it's a press conference a legit reporter asked you a legit and honest question that comes from no negative place he just said hey dude you tweeted this and today you're signing a gigantic deal. What changed? Answer the question. Any else? Uh, who's the most annoying? Lamar Jackson, Carlos Correa, or Stephen A. today? This is for you. Carlos Correa is yes. a cheater, remains a cheater, will always be a cheater because he's never owned up to cheating. You're annoying! Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. Now, I heard this. This is on the, the, the Dan Patrick Show earlier today. John Calipari with an interview. Take a listen. You remember before the game, you'd go into court and shoot. Yeah, and I put on a damn display when I did. No. No, the Dayton stuff didn't come no, through. No, you, no, no. See, the no, fire department no. came over that day. No, and no, they, they said, no. oh, my God, we got to put that guy's arm out. It's on fire. I call bullshit. Okay? <laughs> on live radio. I call bullshit. First of all, I, I want to make sure that people know this. John Calipari is awesome. Okay? I, I, mean, I mean this. As a dude, whatever you think about him in terms of how he does stuff or whatever or any back and forth I've ever had with him, if you just hang out with John Calipari, he's awesome. Awesome. Self the same. Like the greatest dudes ever to hang out with. Self is more like I, I have a, a closer friendship with him. But they, they're both ball busters. They're really, really funny. Um, they're very comfortable in their own skin. And I, I thought that kind of came out in, in this thing where, you know, but that's, that's when Dan's at his best. Right? I don't know if you ever remember. Do you remember he had Tiger Woods on once? And he said, how much have we played golf? How much would we play for? And Tiger said, whatever, whatever amount makes you nervous. Like, th that's great. That's why if, if anybody ever asked me, like, my style of who I take things from um, 
in interviews, I think Dan is the best in sports radio, best in the business there has ever been. Why can we play for you him saying bullshit? Because we can. Wait, I got to get to my pick of the day. Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! It's time for the pick of the day. Pick of the day. All right, uh, tonight we have Warriors, seven-point favorites at home against the Lakers. I do think that the Warriors win. I do think that they cover. The big question to me is the number is uh, 227.5. I think it's under. So I got the Warriors and the under. The Warriors and the under. That's it for In the Bonus. Check out the radio show, 3 o'clock Eastern Time, 12 o'clock Pacific. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is In the Bonus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.